Drum roll. Our very favorite couple. Yes, mutually. Mutually is... Hi, I'm Esther Boykin. And I'm Erica Turner. We're licensed marriage and family therapists. And together we run Therapy is Not a Dirty Word. A collection of workshops, retreats, happy hours, and other awesome ways, like this podcast, to bring people and therapists together in real life. With that being said, here's the podcast. I am so excited. Do I start every episode like this? I got to get a new catchphrase. Yeah. For 2019, I don't know how I'm starting the shows, <laughs> but it is not going to be, I'm so excited. I got to come up with something new. Also, I mean, it's not the worst. This show will be released in 2019 because that's like. Oh, right. Because that's like a week, week away. Now. A week and a half, maybe? Okay. So by like February of 2019, <laughs> if you have suggestions, send them in because let's face it, I'm probably still going to be saying I'm so excited. But anyway. <laughs> This is, I'm excited about, we're going to talk about couples. Yes. Our three, like, all-time, like, these are the fictional TV couples Mm -hmm. that we believe, that we are staking our careers. What? Okay. (laughs) That we feel strongly have the ingredients for a successful marriage. Like, our favorite TV couples. Like, they've they've got it together. Yeah. They, they could go the distance. They could go the distance. They should go the distance. Right. If, right. Yeah. They have some potential. They have a lot of potential. <laughs> if you want TV couples to follow, like, who can we model our relationship after? Right. These are the three. Sort of. Sort of. It's kind of complicated. Yeah. So, we're going to start with the good enough marriage. Yes. And then we're going to talk about a couple that has some real potential to go the distance if they got a little help, a little support. Let's say a lot of help. A lot? Maybe a lot. We'll talk more about them. Uh, We probably have different ideas about how much help they need, but. Right. Yes. (laughs) And possibly where that help is needed. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then we're going to talk about our our mutual all-time favorite couple, and I think we both decided the best representation of marriage on TV in history. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think this it is gets... a couple that I actually would stake my career as a couples therapist yes. on saying this is the best picture. This is what a perfect marriage looks like because marriage isn't really perfect. Exactly. But if you were like, I, this is like, if you wanted gold to know standard. what a healthy, connected, fun, growing Yes. Marriage looks like. Between two real human beings. This is it. Like the the couple that we're going to talk about at the very end, of course, we're going to save them because they're just so wonderful. They are so good. Even just watching the episodes again to record for this podcast, I was just like, oh my God, I fall in love with the show. I forgot. (laughs) Like if I could get them to like do a reboot of this. Honestly, if I could get the stars of this show to like come on our podcast. Oh my God. And we could just talk about. How amazing. Their TV marriage. Yes. That would make me. That, how are you not married in real life? This is. Yeah, I don't even understand. This, yes. Why do you do this? Oh, yeah. acting is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly neither of us are actors. Right. Obviously. All right. Um, so should we jump in? So the good enough couple. Yeah. Which I think is also helpful to talk about. Like, what do we mean good enough? And I, I think I started saying there. This, yeah. To me, this is a couple where. I think you're even maybe like minimizing. 
I, you I were there good. good enough. Yeah. But, well, maybe I have only seen, a, I have not seen as many episodes as you No, there are all the episodes. What you have seen, this is who they are. This is who they are. Okay. They're a good, I think they're a solid couple that you wouldn't expect to be a solid couple. Maybe that's why I'm calling them good yeah. enough. It's like, you don't expect this, but when you really look at their relationship, you're like, no, this is good. This is good. You guys are doing a, this is it. Well, and I think, and I'll let you introduce the show, but I think the thing that I thought when I was watching it was, it's such a weird show. <laughs> it's such a weird <laughs> It's show. such a weird show. It's maybe and one I of the best shows. in shows where they're, they're like, the sort of center of the show or sort of thinking about the show is like these kind of like weird personality quirks and that sort of thing. I feel like there isn't usually a primacy on the relationship being fleshed out and thorough and Mm -hmm. good, if that makes sense. Yes. So like shows that are like a little bit more quirky and a little bit more like we do weird stuff on a show. Yeah. Like they just usually aren't as interested in relationships in a, a in a realistic way they're more sort of like look at these characters be totally yeah. flipping weird to each other they're so weird and the show funny and yeah right but this is a weird show that has like the couple could be a real couple yes and that is not i don't think you see that as much no you don't the whole really the whole family relationship is fantastic yeah all right this is a lot of build-up <laughs> so I think that you should introduce this couple because you introduced them to me and you know more so, you know more about them than I do. So couple number one mm-hmm. is Bob and Linda Belcher of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> if you that makes us giggle like schoolgirls. Like <laughs> Bob and Linda. If you've not seen Bob's Burgers, just pause right now and like watch an episode don't actually pause the podcast i'm kidding no but when you were done then you should go watch it because it's funny and it's so weird (laughs) and it's weird (laughs) their kids are particular actually i was gonna say their kids are particularly weird but the truth like every it's a show about a couple Mm -hmm. they have three kids um tina jean and louise (laughs) and they run a burger restaurant called bob's Burgers. burgers um and it's mostly about them and their kids' bizarre adventures and their friend Teddy. Yeah. But in the mix of every episode is like is Bob and Linda. Yeah. And they really like they love each other. They and they are both weird, so weird, and so quirky. Mm-hmm. And just love and I don't want to say tolerate, but genuinely accept even the things that are weird about each other. They accept them and make room for them and each other's weird because Linda's family's weird. I I don't think I sent you the episode with her sister Gail. We can we can literally (laughs) talk about this show on an episode about weird family dynamics because that's also funny. Yeah. (laughs) But I would say I since I introduced them to you, what I love most is that this is the portrait of a couple that has figured out how to be life partners yeah. and really make space for the, each other to genuinely be a full version of whoever they are yes. as an individual and still like have this sense of partnership. I just, it's one of my favorite. Couples. Yeah. I I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's exactly what I was thinking in terms of one of the episodes I watched where Linda decides to work at the 
the grocery the, store? The, the fake Trader Joe's. It's clearly it's supposed it's to be Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's funny because there's this moment where Bob is really struggling and he's asking Linda, he's like, I really want you to come back and work at the restaurant and be at the restaurant more. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but if this is what you need, I'll figure out a way to make it work. And I love that sort of like duality of like, I'm going to tell you my needs or I'm going to tell you what I would want, which is that I want you to come back. back. (laughs) I can't get the temperature right. (laughs) And the magic, like magical calendar of like who you pay when and which checks bounce at what time (laughs) so that everything stays on. Yes. It's like, I, I just, I really would prefer, (laughs) I really need you back at the restaurant. But if this is what you need, if you need to do this and if this is what like makes your heart happy, then I will figure out a way to make it work. And that is just it, like I was watching it. Like, is this really in like this weird, weird cartoon, cartoon, like, show? cartoon show? Like this moment of like perfect duality between yeah. the self and then the self in marriage. Like what, what is, what is happening right now? <laughs> it's such a good, I love that episode. I think that's such a perfect example of what they do. And and all the ways they talked about, I mean, she was able to talk about not feeling appreciated. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, she comes back and she, you know, is able to kind of also own like, oh, I, maybe I got a, in over my head a little bit here. Right. But what I really needed also is to know that I feel appreciated. Exactly. For my role, even if you don't always get what I'm doing. Exactly. Um, I think my favorite most recent episode, I have two favorite episodes of the two of them, but probably because it's, you know, near the holidays is this where she finds this bag. And I will preface this by saying, I love this episode because this is so something that I personally would do. Uh So she's in the basement. She finds her knitting bag. It's like a tote bag full of yarn and knitting needles. And he's like, oh, were you knitting? Mm -hmm. I I didn't even, I missed the part where that was even a thing you do. (laughs) She's like, of course I was knitting. You know what? I'm going to knit all three kids. Mm -hmm. Christmas scarves. Yes. Even though she has never really knitted. And, but he just has this balance of like, are you sure? Is this what you want to do? Is this, because, you know, Christmas is in two days and this seems like a bad idea, but, and she's like, I've got it. And he's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I am in full support of this. Mm -hmm. And then when she is barely through with one scarf, (laughs) he (laughs) generously is like, just I can I help and she's like well I'll show you but it's really hard and like he of course is an expert knitter (laughs) randomly (laughs) freakishly is knitting you know like perfect perfect scarf yes exactly (laughs) her scarf is not finished and a hot mess um and he finishes one and then he finishes the second one and yeah. like but he and can she's still working on the first one. <laughs> she like stays up all night. It's a disaster. Right. But I thought he did such a nice job, which I've watched so many couples struggle with, is it would have been so easy to like jump in, like, I'm better at this than you. Like, let me just fix yours and I can do it. Right. And he did such a sweet job of like, everything's gonna be fine. We have mm-hmm. three scarves. We have two from me and one from you, and we don't even we don't have to tell, tell them, them who the scarves came from. No one has to know. Has to know. He threw in, which I thought was awesome. And he's like, in fact, we'll just tell him it's from grandma. From grandma. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's what we do. She's like, it is. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. It's we'll fine. just. 
And I just thought, I was like, so often we miss those opportunities. Like couples miss the opportunity to be gentle with each other's feelings. Like mm-hmm. to step back and be like, she's trying really hard yeah. and she probably like, it and it hurts. So much to her. It meant so much to her. And like all he wanted to do was make it work and make it better for her, but did it in such a way that it was like slow enough to recognize like knitting three perfect scarves Mm -hmm. and taking the project away from her wasn't going to make her happy. Exactly. It would have made her feel worse. Mm -hmm. Plus I thought it was totally adorable because they have three weirdo kids. Right. Who then all fought over her jacked up scarf. (laughs) Of course. course. Those other scarves look like they came from From a a store. store. (laughs) Why would we like those? Okay, okay, these kids are super weird. But yeah, that's yeah, no, I mean I I think that that moment of saying like I'm here for you and I support you, but I'm not going to take over for you. I'm yeah. not going to do more than what you've asked or what you sort right. of said you need. That sort of balance between like I want to be helpful, but I don't I want to recognize that it's not just let me barge in and fix the problem. Exactly. So I think that piece was really good. And then I also think, and I I, I don't know that we've talked about this before, but I also think it highlights this interesting sort of dynamic that happens in couples, maybe all couples, but certainly in my marriage, um, (laughs) where there can be like moments of competitiveness. Yes. You know, like just moments where like your partner is doing something and you do it better or they do it better. And there's just this little sort of like competitive element. And what Mm -hmm. do you do with that? And I'm sure in some marriages that's bigger and some marriages it's smaller, but I do think you have to kind of reconcile with it of like, yes, if we're both doing the same thing and we're kind of like, whose is better? Like Mm -hmm. how does this influence us or how does this impact us? And the way they deal with it, especially because Bob is so clearly so much better. So much better. So much better. (laughs) It's just being incredibly gracious and incredibly kind and not rubbing it in her face and just being like, let me be helpful. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, he could have been a real jerk. He could have been like, I'm killing it. I don't know what you're doing with your little squirrel looking tail (laughs) thing over here. I might start selling scarves at the burger shop. Like Like, he could have easily done that. And Frankly, I'm sure you, as, as I have, have seen people do that yes. in marriage, and that never goes well. No, that never goes well. <laughs> never. It never yeah. goes well when you throw in your partner's face how much better you are yes. at something than they are, um, particularly if you're in direct competition with each other. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, people do that all the time, frankly, and it's it's not helpful. It's not helpful. And, it, and I think it is... In some way or another, it's always a dynamic that couples have to navigate. Because now I'm thinking ahead to like our favorite couple. Mm -hmm. And I can think of an episode where it was a similar sort of dynamic where it's like, what do you, yeah, like, what do you do when one person is like excelling at Mm -hmm. something and you're not? And how do you like negotiating that is hard. So I loved this episode and they were just silly about it. And it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great. I think, oh, I wanted to say too about the... Actually, I don't know. I just wrote this down in journal, but I think they do a really good job in this show of admitting the, their failures and admitting yes. their weaknesses and owning that. I mean, sometimes it might have taken them a little bit of time. It usually takes them a little time, but it does like by the end of the each episode, there is that like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I'm not mm-hmm. good at this. Like I was thinking of, oh my God, 
the episode where they're in the train and they're uh, they're tasting yeah. Bob is tasting the wine. Because it. <laughs> he's so bad at it. He's so bad at it. <laughs> Tastes like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> And at one point, he's just like, I am not good at this. I'm not as good at this as I thought I would be. (laughs) And he owns it. But then it's like, because there's this whole competition they have with this other train. Yes, the other guy. And Linda sets this little competition up so that Bob... Bob has to win it. The way she sets it up, yes, she sets it up in such a way that Bob is going to win it. Bob's winning, right? <laughs> By playing off something she only she knows about Bob. Yes, which I thought was as disgusting as it was because it's yes. just it's, it's disgusting. Every it's the most. It is the grossest, sweetest thing I've watched a TV wife ever do. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, that's my other favorite episode of them because I just thought, I'm like, because I think that's an important part of marriage too is like you have to find, you have to look for ways to also like set our partner up for success. Yes. And she literally, yeah, she she, she, she rigged she capitalizes this. on yeah. something she knows he knows. Yeah. She knows he's going to get right. And yeah. yeah. And gives him a win in a situation where he should not win because he knows nothing about money. He knows nothing about money. <laughs> nothing about <laughs> Yes. And it was good. And it was, I felt like it was like she set him up to win. And also, and I'm not, I'm not fully advocating for this, but again, maybe a little bit of my own personality streak in there. Like the guy that he was competing with in this wine tasting was really, jerk. He was an asshole. Yeah. Like he was just like not nice and super condescending. And so it was also like the grossness of it. Yeah. I think was also a little way to get back at this guy. Like you're not going to, I can make fun of him, but you're not going to make fun of him. Right. And you're going to pay for it by drinking a glass full of the spit bucket. It's just super gross. Yes. (laughs) But I think it also represents that whole, like in general, like in life, but particularly with other people, like you have to have your partner's back. Yes. Like you can't be the one tearing them down if yeah. other people are making them look stupid in front of other people. Yeah. Like you've got to have their back. Like, yeah, I'm not saying you should just let your partner do whatever to people. No, but, but also notice when other people are kind of coming for them. Yeah. So that you, you are, you have their back and yeah. you are like that, like I'm coming in. Right. Like if I see that my partner is going to be embarrassed or hurt by something and there's a way I can't prevent it. I'm, I'm going to prevent it. Right. I'm going to do something. Part. If I have the power to do it, I'm going to do it. Yes. So. I, I think, think they, that's something they do really well. Yeah. And they're sure. hilarious. Yeah. There's, there's several other episodes where they get into, you know, where they sort of, one or the other is like fighting for the other one. I always remember there's a plane episode and I think, you know, Linda's upset because Bob refuses to go. Like she planned some like. Trip they, or something? They were going on like a seaplane or something. I mean. I wouldn't have gone either if I was him. <laughs> but she ends up in this pilot, like this is kind of his move, right? Like this is his oh. reputation as he gets these like, you know, these wives who are feeling like there's no more adventure and he hits on them and romances oh. them. And like the whole episode is really just sort of like Bob's like coming for his wife. Like you are not. Yeah. This, not, this, is my wife. this is my wife. And it's also sweet because she's slightly oblivious. But once she sort of like catches on, mm-hmm. She's also like, Whoa. oh no! <laughs> like, no, this is what was 
this is not what I'm, I signed up for at all. Yeah. I want adventure, but mostly, you know, and I think that happens too, where it's easy when you're missing something in your relationship, mm-hmm. not just to look for it in other places, but to miss the difference between, I want more adventure with my partner and I can have more adventure without them, but that's not the same. And yeah. I think that sometimes that becomes that slippery slope for couples, right? Like, yeah. well, someone else is providing the adventure. You forget that what you were really longing for was not just adventure, but the connection, but the connection with this person or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. So, right. For sure. Yeah. So my favorite, funny, sweet couple leads us into your favorite, my favorite couple. It's more or less the opposite of Bob and Linda. They are not sweet. No, they're not sweet to anybody, really. No. Occasionally, they're sweet to each other. That's actually not true. They they can they, be sweet to each other. They can be sweet to they each other. They are not known for being sweet human beings. No. Overall, no. Like weird, quirky, funny are not adjectives that I would give for them. Weird, I guess. Maybe, sort of. Dysfunctional. <laughs> Which is like knee is like weird adjacent, but it is not weird. Not weird. Dysfunctional is something Definitely else. Definitely not quirky or funny. Funny? No. No. Not really funny either. Um, I would like to preface this by saying it's not it's not my all-time favorite couple. Well, actually, my all-time favorite couple is the one that right, we're gonna, gonna talk about. Them. But it is one of my favorite couples. And I think there is I get frustrated with this show because there's a lot of talk about how their relationship doesn't work. And my stance in this is say, I will argue. (laughs) 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 My stance is that a lot of the problems in their relationship are a legitimately just plot devices, like have little to do with the relationship itself. Like legitimately is like, we need them to break up. Because that is really there's other for yeah. the story. Yes. And is so done in that way that it's obvious to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and then that the other piece of that is that they they their problems, and this this is why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, their problems are much more about them as individuals mm-hmm. than them as a couple. Yes. And I was not necessarily in favor of them. Yes. Or, I mean, at some point we'll do an episode of like our, the most problematic TV couples. And I feel like I could make a solid argument for them to be on that episode. Sure. But I think it's that piece that kind of won me over because I do, I look at them and I think, oh, this is a really good example of a couple where if they were both willing to do their individual work, Mm -hmm. the relationship itself would be functional. Would be, yeah. Like mm-hmm. the love is very clear. Mm-hmm. Like the love and the passion and sort of like this the connection. The connection um and the intimacy, like all of that is there. Mm-hmm. It's just two people who and, and that's something we see so often, right? In couples therapy. Yeah. It's where I'm like, the issues of this relationship are really just that you each as individuals are struggling with some things that you need to fix. Right. If you fix those, your relationship would almost magically kind of work out most of its issues. Yeah. Or you wouldn't need it would you wouldn't need as much work on the relationship. Right. If you healed some of the individual stuff, which yeah. is so I guess we'd better say the show before we keep going. Oh right. <laughs> Sorry guys. And the show is And the show is Scandal. And it is Olivia Pope and Fitz Fitzgerald Grant. Fitz. 
Fitz. Fitz. Olivia Fitz. Fitzgerald. Olivia and Fitz. Olitz. I know. I'm just everyone. My I'm Olitz t-shirt. You today. are. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to give everyone a moment now because we've literally just went from Bob Bob's and Linda burgers. on Bob's Burgers mm-hmm. to Olivia and Fitz on yeah. Scandal. And yes, we are arguing that they are both quality couples. Both quality couples. <laughs> <laughs> For very different reasons. Yes. If you forgot that this show was a peek inside the weird mind of therapists, this, this is this, your reminder. This is your reminder. This yeah. is how, this we, is, this this is how we think about relationships, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, I honestly feel like, you know, we as therapists have a pretty clear understanding of that our individual stuff impacts our relationships. And I feel like the sort of bigger conversation conversations around relationships rarely talk about how much your individual stuff impacts relationship stuff. Like it seems obvious. And I think if you ask anybody, they're like, well, of course. Right. But people come to us all the time. and, And I certainly hear both personally and TV and all of that kind of stuff where it's like, this person is broken. They're, yeah. How are, they're not going to have a good relationship with anybody. Right. Because they're broken. Right. Like, there are things happening and then they need to fix or none of this is, yeah. is going to work. Yeah. There's, this is not, these aren't relationship issues. Right. These are individual issues. I think the clip I watched recently that I really liked that I thought, oh, they were arguing about, I guess about her fixing the election and yeah. she like, but there's a moment where like, he's both like talking about how angry he is. And she's like, well, why are you here? And he's like, because I love you. Mm-hmm. And like, you can see her inability to hold that concept of yeah. like, you can both be super angry with somebody and love them and rectify that and like, keep moving forward in a relationship. And like, that's, that's like an individual wound where, cause like he's doing all the right kind of, I mean, more or less yeah, all the yeah. all the right relationship things right like mm-hmm. i'm here's why i'm super angry at you and here's why i behaved the way i did but i love you and i think like the you unspoken message is like we can work this out mm-hmm. and you can kind of see in that moment where it's like she's like that doesn't make sense right yeah right so either you hate people or you love them and that's it and that's it and so I'm going to say something that i'm sure people are not going to like frankly which is that i think olivia is the really messed up cog in this machine yeah i don't know how you watch the show and don't and don't see this oh my god she's a disaster yeah she's an emotional psychological disaster first of all and this is not even related to them as a couple she has no friends like i that you probably wouldn't have seen you wouldn't have seen in the clips i sent you because i only sent you clips. well i've seen enough of the show to know she she doesn't have friends she has like no friends because she makes she makes all of the people who could be her friends work for her, and right. they all feel indebted to her because she has saved them from something. So right. whatever she says goes. Is it wrong to make all the people you like work for you? Yeah, I, I realized as I was saying that <laughs> I was like, "You," because I make a lot of my friends work for me, <laughs> but no one ever feels indebted to me because you know, yeah, no, because you work for me. You're I just like, like Esther's crazy. All of us who work for you would still be like, "No, we're not going to do that. We're not doing that. Which You're is- insane." <laughs> All of us would do that. And I feel like, and it, and frankly, they won't do that. The people right. who work for her won't do that. Cause not only does she, not only do they work for her, but she saved them from some terrible situation. Every single right. one of them, she plucked them 
from this situation. So she's their savior and they owe her and it's over a cliff. And so she has no real friends, which frankly is a problem for anybody in a relationship. You need real fucking friends. Yes. Everyone needs real fucking friends. Life, the separate side, like life note. Yeah. You need real friends. Where you are equals. Yes. And you are not their savior. Like you need to be actual equals and have like an actual sort of interaction in, you know, a, yeah. What I say affects you and what you say impacts me. And it's not just like, well, if you get mad enough or you get upset enough, we're just going to do whatever you want. Yeah. Which I feel like is in fact, like that is what is good about her relationship with Fitz is like, they seem like equals. Yes. And that there isn't this weird indebtedness or like, even though sometimes it, they're sort of like this vying for power, mm-hmm. but like that seems much more indicative of like, like what you're talking about. Those are individual issues. She right. doesn't know how to do this. Right. So she's in this relationship that is in fact healthy ish. Has some potential to be healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's healthy adjacent. I, I, I mean, I think it actually could be healthy if she worked on yeah. her stuff. And I don't want to say that, that Fitz doesn't have problems because he certainly does, but his problems are just, they're just more pedestrian, frankly. They're just not right. They're just like entitled dude problems. They're not like, and they get better over the course of the show. Like he learns and takes feedback from other people. And like, we see a progression with him that we don't see with Olivia that Olivia actually gets more evil. I didn't send you those clips, but like past season five, she gets like more evil, more withdrawn. Yeah. And then they just kind of tidy it up in a nice bow at the very end of like, oh, no, she's better now. So She's good. Well, maybe there's like in the off season, what you didn't see was all her time in therapy to pull her <laughs> shit together. <laughs> but I do. I Yeah. I was not 100% on board, but I, I like them because I think often when we talk about sort of ideal couple or couple role models, we and we've had this conversation, which really is sort of a separate podcast about my affinity for like ratchet love basically (laughs) but i think so often we hold up couples where it looks very picture perfect Mm -hmm. and most of us don't so many people do not have lives that look like that and so we're holding up models that just don't feel realistic Mm -hmm. or attainable to like the average person and i think that's one of the things here i mean obviously 99% of what's happening in this entire show is not realistic or attainable to anyone. Right. Right. But the relationship dynamic of being a flawed person, being somebody who's coming in with your own pain and baggage Mm -hmm. and the idea that you can have all those things and still find a partner where you could have, where there's the potential for healthy relationship. Right. And I think sometimes we get that. And I do believe like we, you do attract certain kinds of things. You look for certain sort of things. So it's obviously always easier to get in a healthy relationship when you're healthy, but they feel like a good example of like, "Hmm, you can have some problems Mm -hmm. and still, and still find a person. And sometimes a relationship is what motivates us to do our individual work. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And then I think maybe more, for Fitz than Olivia in this show. But like, I feel like I see that too. Like Mm -hmm. the sense of like, yeah. That there, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely think she is a catalyst for him to do the work that he does need to do. And my problem with Olivia has always been that she's immutable to change. Like, yeah. Which is not a healthy sign folks. Like healthy people 
grow. Like yeah. we don't just stay stagnant. We grow. We are influenced yes. by people we care about. We are influenced by our circumstances. We don't just sort of like yeah double down into whatever hasn't been working. <laughs> yeah, like that's <laughs> not Olivia is the queen of doing that. Yeah, like if so. Side note: If you see that dynamic, that's a relationship you probably should get out of. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, so now that we've basically said Olivia's the problem and it's terrible, mm-hmm. I will say. I did like the episode, which I had already seen. Yeah. Like you sent me a clip of, I had already, I watched it when it aired originally. The episode where she, the like, basically sit, watch me choose you, where mm-hmm. she be- allows herself to kind of be thrown under the bus in an effort to like save kind of, you know, the whole situation basically. Mm-hmm. And I think it's again that when you're willing to endure some discomfort, like, her life's not going to end. She's not like her career is not going to be over forever where it's like, she's willing to sacrifice herself Mm -hmm. in a way that's not Mm self-destructive in an effort to be protective of the person that she loved of her part, you know, who her partner was. Right. Um, And he was willing to do the same. Right. And he was willing to do the same. Yeah. And then a different season in a different, but yes, the same. Yeah. But yeah, being, I think that was, I thought that was like a, that felt like a moment where I was like, oh, she could change and she grow. Could, right. Like, she could do this. Yeah. If the writers didn't feel the need to destroy it. So yes, they can. Yeah. Right. But, and I guess I should say too, cause we've talked a lot about like the problems in, in, in this couple and particularly in Olivia, but the thing that's, that sells me on them as a couple, I will say is one, as you mentioned, that they're equals. That it, 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 yeah. I literally think it is the only relationship Olivia has on the show that right. she is an equal person with. And yes. every other relationship she has on that show, she's not an equal person right. with. Um, and we see with that, she's playful. She laughs with him. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't do that with anybody else, which is not healthy. Not healthy. Not healthy. Yes. But it is indicative of their connection yeah, and the sort of strength of their relationship, that playfulness, that lightness that yeah. you see in that interaction that you do not see in her other relationships. Yeah. And I think they do. The one thing I do think they show nicely is also that is the range, right? Like that mm-hmm. it can be light and silly and, and playful and there's laughter and there can be like, you know, I mean, they're great for all the like super passionate sex scenes right. and like all of that stuff and the intense drama and suffering and like that you can have a relationship that has that full range. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people feel like, Oh, if there's like this level of conflict, then that means it's unhealthy. And it's like, right. it's much more important to sort of look at like in a relationship where you experience the full range of emotion. Exactly. I mean, it's like the between equal partners. shows, like yeah. it's not the level of conflict. It's the types of conflict mm-hmm. and it's the repair that makes the difference. Exactly. Those two things are really some couples are going to fight more than others. They're more conflictual than others. They have more heated arguments, but do they repair it? Do mm-hmm. they do the work to, you know, and they, this is less on this show, more on the show we're talking about. Yeah. Can they be kind to each other, even in conflict? Yes. Um, can they make better what they made wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in various points in that show in in scandal, they do that. I just think when it's convenient, 
for the plot. They're just like, oh, let's just yeah. firebomb. Yeah, do something. This. this is terrible. <laughs> it's all getting too nice and healthy. We don't like it. End it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you sold me on, I was like, oh, all right. I I see the potential here. I was like, like, "Mm." I mean, we can talk about them, but. But I don't know. But I, yeah, I can see the. And I do think that, like, I think that as we sort of talked about with Bob's Burgers, like a big part of being in a relationship is being able to admit your vulnerabilities, admit when you've screwed up to be sort of like nakedly honest with the person. Yeah. Which I think fits actually does really well and actually gets better at as the show progresses. Mm -hmm. And Olivia sometimes does sometimes maybe when she can kind of. Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. When push comes to shove, I feel like backed into a corner. Eventually she does. Yeah. Yeah. There's sort of these moments of like, okay. Right. But I I thought I, or at least you get the sort of like, I thought I was helping or I thought I would, you know, like my intent was to be. Right. But I think it's exactly what you said in terms of when there is conflict, Olivia's instinct is this shouldn't exist anymore. Not right. like, let's figure this out. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah. we're fighting. I should I go guess this fly is to a end. foreign country and run away with my other dude. Like, that's yes. that's what I'm going to do. Yes. And it's like, no, no. That's, you can just stay. You can just stay here and work yeah. on this. Yes. You don't have to yeah. actually run they, away. They're, they're a good poster couple for if you do your work, you can make if both people mm-hmm. do their work. Right. Cause oftentimes couples hear that and oh, then only oh, one the person, person needs to do their work. Why aren't they doing their work? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. If both people step back and go, Oh, I should, I'm going to look at me and get healthy. Cause the other part is like, if everybody steps back and gets healthy, mm-hmm. either the relationship moves forward or the or relationship ends. Right. One way or the other, exactly. you move forward. It like, becomes very you. clear yes. what's possible here and what's not. Like, yeah. If I'm in a healthy place and I can see this with clear eyes, then I'm like, oh, I know yeah. this can work. And, you know. Yeah. And I think they're a good, because sometimes there's couples and you're like, nope. No. Mm-hmm. This no, isn't going to work. This is not going to work. Like, I, you know, as therapists, we're sort of like, mm, I mean, there's always... Yeah, you. There's always a possibility. Yes, to be like, you know, to to do wherever sort of come. Yeah, work from wherever they are. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there are issues that you're sort of thinking like that can't be resolved. Yes, like if I want to live in Cambodia and you want to live in Pennsylvania, I don't know how we're going to be married. Yeah, that's probably not going to work out. (laughs) It's probably ending. I guess we're willing to split time. Maybe. 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 Month here, month there. But it's a good, or, you know, I don't know. Find a Philly suburb with good Cambodian restaurants. <laughs> There's always possibilities. But I think they are a good example of sometimes I get couples and they're just like, it's hopeless. We'll never get better. Yeah. And I think Olivia and Fitz are a good example of like, it can. It can totally be better. It can totally be better. It can feel really volatile and like not good. Yeah. But if two people were actually wanting to like do the, ma- work. Do the work, yeah, that's a couple where it's like this from the outside looks like a disaster, right? But a closer look lets you know, like, oh, 
there's the potential here for you guys to actually have something like happy yeah. and healthy and long lasting. I'm just saying send Olivia and Fitz to our office. Give obviously. Each of them a therapist and I will do the couples therapy, obviously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe it's like a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> the best spinoff. This is the best spinoff ever. <laughs> this is it. This is their reboot in like five years comes back and it's like them doing therapy with you. Yes. Yes. That would make you so happy. That would make me so happy. Shonda, we've got show ideas. Give me a year. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be, I mean, they'll still be like crazy. Right. They'll still be. And I think they'll be crazy together. Together. (laughs) Yes. And I think that is, yes. That to me is kind of like the magic of this like whole therapy process is like, I think, I mean, you have to sort of accept the limits of what's possible with therapy, right? Like, I I definitely think we have to come up against, like, therapy is not going to make you a totally different person. Like, it's just not going to do that. And it's not supposed to do that. Yes. I think that's what people really need to hear, though. Like, that's not, that's that's not not, the goal. That's never the goal. It's never about you being a brand new, like, a whole new person. No. 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 You're, I mean, a therapy at its best is sort of giving you space to grow into who you are into like a full version of yourself that can evolve and change as is necessary. Yeah. Like that's the goal of therapy. And so like, they're still going to be crazy, like, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, banging in coat closets and screaming at each other. Like, that's not going to stop, but it doesn't have to feel like this whole huge threat to the relationship every single time they fight. Yeah. It doesn't have to feel that way. Yeah. Um, I think that's... So I just want them to come to my office. And they should come to your office. And then, I don't know, who should see them individually? Who in our office should see them individually? Oh, this is a good question. I think, to be fair, I think you have to see Olivia. I was going to say, I feel like I would I would enjoy seeing Olivia. I also feel like long term work. be very much like, I have to see the owner. I have to see, like... Oh, yeah. Very status concerns. Yeah. So she's got to see Yeah. That's good. And then, and then I would do my bait and switch. Like the first few (laughs) appointments, you know, like I get really fancy and I dress really nice. It's not that I look like a slob otherwise, but I just, I'm a little bit more casual. Right. Yeah. And no, then, I like, just posted on Instagram how I was like, I have no clients, so I had to like wear real clothes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> After a couple <laughs> of not sessions, my dinosaur sweatshirt. Right. After a couple <laughs> sessions, then people realize they're like, oh, I don't care. They don't care. What they have no idea at all. Yes. It's just it's irrelevant. It's my so marriage relevant. is falling apart. What do I care that you're wearing like a Powerpuff Girls T-shirt? It yeah. doesn't matter. Does me. not matter. <laughs> Are you going to help us? Exactly. That's it. So okay. So who would see fits? Let's see, Fitz. This is a good question. Let me think about this. I think I want to say Maria. I was going to say, I think Chris. Oh, oh, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I could see either. I could see either one of them. Both of them, I think, would do good. I could see, yeah. Yeah. Chris would get him at his like to his softest core pretty quickly. Though. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Plus nobody holds out hope for couples like Chris. That's true. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. If you are in a conflictual relationship right now and you want a therapist who has like Indeed. boundless amounts of hope. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> like who will find every <laughs> tiny 
minuscule <laughs> moment so where true. that sort of might look like one of you has been kind or loving to the other. Chris is your dude. Yeah, Chris Davies. Just I call think the Maria office. would be good because she's very like no nonsense. Yes, and Fitz I appreciate that whole like no nonsense. What are we doing here? What's the goal here? Let's make it happen. Like, yeah, it's very Maria. That is, and I, I agree with that. Like that. I think he would fictional character person. I think he would like that. I think he would enjoy that. I think that would, I think that would actually be really good work for him. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've, you know, staffed their, their case. We've staffed. (laughs) Great. (laughs) We should do a whole episode of just staffing different characters. Different characters. Different fictional characters. Just talking about which therapist in our office or that we know. We don't have to restrict it to our office. That's so true. I mean, these are fictional characters. They're never going to be seen. They're never actually going to be seen. But if you relate to one of them, we got you. (laughs) Oh my God, that would be the best. Okay, so stay tuned for that episode. All right. So it's time. It's time. Drum roll. Our very favorite couple. Yes, mutually. Mutually is Paul and Jamie from Mad About You. you. First of all, classic TV. Yes. Like Classic I feel like nineties, yes, wide leg jeans, oh so big blazers, yes, <laughs> oversized shirts, like the whole yes, it is. I when mom like, jeans were actually in, like that when they were actually yeah, they they've made a comeback now. Oh, I know, I know. I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I know I don't have mixed feelings. I have very clear feelings about no. it. They're just no for me. Some girls can kind of pull it off. I well, guess. you know, I my daughter can pull it off because she's. You yeah. know, young and tiny, tiny. That's her. Just no, for everybody else. Yeah. Including me. Um, <laughs> it's just, no. They're just not, it's just. things I can't wear. Yeah. And that might be it. And then, yes. Uh, yeah. And then I'm just, there, I also think at a certain age, mom jeans are legitimately look like mom jeans. Like yeah. whether or not I had kids at my age, right. mom jeans just look like mom jeans. Yeah. Not enough. Like fashion way, way, like in a crop top way. Nope. Nope. In a very literal (laughs) way. It's not fashionable. Anyway, side note on the fashion. Side note. Um, but I did always love when Jamie like wide leg. She just had like wide leg black pants and like oversized button downs. And I was like, I'm obsessed with this. She always had like the white t-shirts with the vest. Yes. That was true. Like, oh my god. I remember. I remember. Okay, so aside from uh, clearly our love of fashion. 90s fashion, yeah. Paul and Jamie are by far, I think, the best fictional depiction of married life ever. Uh, ever to on like ever medium. be on television. Yeah, I'm going to go with any medium. Television, plays, movies. Yeah. Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer in The Story of Us Give them a run for their money. I still haven't seen that. I still what? Seen that. I knew you were going to say that. I don't even. Um, I'm just no. going to set that aside. Like, I don't even know if we can continue to do this podcast together. <laughs> just saying. I'm going to need you to watch that. I will watch it. Maybe we'll do another follow-up episode on that. Yeah. Um, they're just so good. We have to actually say words, though, Esther. It's hard to. We can't just say that they're so good, they're so good and, and just be them. Mic drop. Just like, just watch their show. You don't even need to come to therapy. Just try to just try that. to do this, and you'll be fine. Godspeed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So 
before I even like get into like favorite episodes specifically, yeah, I think one of the things, especially like early on that they would do all the time that I really like, I just thought was kind of this nice, I don't know. I liked it. They would often have these arguments mm-hmm. as people were coming over or people would just yeah. show up. And so it's like, and then oftentimes they would eventually resolve the argument through a series of like leaving their guests and talking in the kitchen and then going back and then talking in the kitchen and eventually having sex in their kitchen. (laughs) And that's how, you know, it was better. But to me, it was always such a nice picture of like the boundaries around your marriage. Yeah. Like it literally is like this, like metaphor for what, how you should manage that because you do need to have people nearby. Right. That, that know when you're struggling, that know when you're upset with each other, that know that there's some conflict, mm-hmm. basically like their best friends and her sister right. and his cousin being in their living room right. <laughs> of their New York apartment. <laughs> and you also need to be able to take your couple stuff mm-hmm. and process it as a couple right? and not have it be completely open Just to everybody else. And everybody has input like you at the end of the day, you two still have to figure out how to make, things work and when to apologize and how to resolve things. And so like, I always just love the metaphor Mm -hmm. that that presented. Plus it's just funny because you know, funny TV. Right. Right. (laughs) The show is just so funny. It is. It's just constantly funny. It is. Um, Yeah. And I, I, to go along with that, I think one of the, one of the things you notice in that show that you just don't see anywhere else except in healthy relationships is that they use humor during, during conflict and effectively not in a way to mock each other or in a way to make one person feel better than the other. Like they use it to soften whatever's happening Mm -hmm. and to sort of lighten the situation, which we know is like, we know from research and we know from yeah from experience, experience it's like, like personal experience that that is a key sort of part of being able to diffuse tension yeah. in an effective way in a way that doesn't feel like I'm it's like I'm still listening to you I still hear you mm-hmm. but also this this piece of this is funny or yeah. isn't it funny that we're arguing in the kitchen and everybody else is it's in the living room in the living room and yeah um and I I also felt like they did, they would do a nice job too of using a little bit of like either self-deprecating humor. Like they were good at, and I, you were talking about this, we talked about it with the other couples, like even in in the process of conflict, eventually owning their own stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And that's such a big part of being in relationships is being able to have enough perspective and enough self-awareness to go like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, screwed I screwed that up. And I, I mean, I think that one of the things I talk to couples about is if you're in conflict with your partner and they bring something, you know, they bring something to you instead of starting to get defensive or trying to explain, start by asking yourself, well, what did I actually do wrong here? Mm-hmm. Assume that you did something wrong, even if you didn't yeah. mean to, or even if that, yes. you know, it wasn't your intention or it wasn't whatever, like a, start from a place of what did I do wrong or what did I not quite get right? And how could I do it better? Better. And yes. if you start there from an honest place, most of the time those conversations are going to go a lot better. Not, yeah. not from a like, uh, well, I just screwed up. So you should forgive me. Sorry. Yeah. No, like really, uh, really understanding that. And I think one of the things that I 
to one of the episodes that I really like is there's an episode where basically one of them gets great news and the other one gets awful news. Right. Like, and unrelated to their relationship at all. Like both related to their professional the lives. Yeah. yeah. It was both work related stuff. And I told us basically, you know, I think Paul's really angry because she, he doesn't feel like she's sympathizing with how hard his loss is. Yeah. And she's really angry because he's not celebrating like this huge accomplishment for her. Mm-hmm. And they go their separate ways, but they both sort of come back. And I think to your point of having spent some time thinking about like, what could I have done better? Mm-hmm. It's not that you're feeling that their feelings were wrong. Exactly. Like of, he had every right to be, want, want her to feel, to like empathize with him and, and offer support and whatever. And she had every right to want him to be happy and proud. And, but they both came back to the table like, Oh, that was really, it was insensitive of me mm-hmm. because I didn't leave enough space for your feelings mm-hmm. in all of this. And I think sometimes that's hard for couples like that. You can, you have to be able to do both. It's not about like dismissing your stuff, but understanding that just because your intent wasn't one thing, the impact was whatever it was. And can you own that and be really apologetic? Right. And I thought it was really sweet. Cause they're like, no, I only, I get to, before I used to be able to be happy whenever good things happen to me. But now like I need to like celebrate when there's like in the subset of time where like you're happy and I'm happy. And like, because they're both super neurotic, (laughs) but it was kind of this, like not quite so literal, but like understanding, like when you come together with your partner, that your initial response to just things that are just for you has to also account for like, there's this other person I share my life with and they're having things that impact them. And, I need to be present for both. Right. And I think, you know, when we talk about it in this abstract way, it all sounds really complicated and convoluted. Like I I definitely remember having a couple ask me like, well, what if we're both having stuff? Like who goes first? And it's just like, it'll just happen. Yeah. And I was like, well, whoever's, whoever is suffering more start there. And if that doesn't seem obvious, then just allow yourself to be present and it will evolve. Yes. (laughs) And I think that's, Beyond just talking about mad about you, I think in the bigger picture is also that's what I like about identifying some like TV couples mm-hmm. is you get to watch it. And I think that sometimes oh, yeah. that's the more we talk about it, the more, like you said, it starts to sound complicated and like we have to figure out all these steps and, and like we're doing geometry. Over right. It's, but we're not. We're not. We're not. Like there is there's a little science here, but a lot of it is also is if I understand this as a concept and trust, then trust my judgment when I'm in the moment with my partner it evolves and hands down, Paul and Jamie give like such a perfect picture of how to do that over across a variety of situations. Yeah, absolutely. Dealing with difficult family, in-laws, siblings, work, work, they're, you know, dealing like their friends ultimately get divorced and dealing yeah. with like that, that has like a huge impact on a couple and like watching them navigate that is huge. And then of course, I think the episode, both you and I were like, Oh, it's like a, it's really like three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That it's really- sort of like core to, I think one of, yeah, I think it's their best moments. Yeah. Which is terrible. Right. I mean, in the but, context. But no, but, but you're best. absolutely right. Like, I actually made a note, like, they're having the worst fight ever and there's still sweetness. 
Yeah. They're still there, even though when they're having like, and we'll talk about why, but yeah, they're having the worst fight they have in the show. The worst thing that happens to them in the show. And there's still this like consideration moments of even humor Mm -hmm. and it is bad. I mean, they're in a bad spot and you still see that. Yes. Um, So do we want to talk a little bit about what's going on with that? So basically, essentially what happens is Jamie ends up kissing a coworker. Right. And we're talking about the same thing. We are. Yeah. I mean, technically he kissed her, but she kissed back. She kissed back. She did not immediately push him. Push him. Yes. And then Paul like takes a walk with a woman that he, he's definitely attracted to and interested in. And there's like a moment when She's clearly like maybe inviting him back, back. To my yeah. place, and he he doesn't. But it's it's like he knows when he's going on that walk that he probably shouldn't be going on that walk. Yeah, uh-huh. and there's a moment. Well, I'll let you finish talking about the episode because there's there's a piece in there that I just think is super helpful. Like he, because there's a moment after that happens where he, and I think this is so hard in relationships. He acknowledges to himself first. And then later to Jamie, I considered it. Yeah. And that that is, in fact. The problem. Right. Like, that's indicative of a bigger problem in our relationship. It's not like, and I think so often when we talk about things like infidelity, we get caught up in the, like, logistics. Well, I didn't do this or I did this. Right. And, like, I mean, he went on a walk. Mm-hmm. They weren't holding hands. He didn't no, kiss. He didn't like they sure. didn't do. Right. They didn't do anything they legit, wrong. They didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. It was a lovely night in New York. You were at a party. You, you walked outside. Yeah. yeah. That's sure. all. But it's not about that. But it wasn't about that. And like for him to have, an, again, like the self-awareness and the ability to kind of come to terms with like, that's a hard thing to feel when you're married or right. in a committed relationship is like, I just had a moment where I considered basically betraying my partner. Yeah. And then to go back and bring that to her to say, like, that means something. Right. And There's then, something for us to work on. He's talking to his cousin about it. He's like, and this is what I was going to talk a little bit more about. He's like, we're not in a good place right now. Jamie and I are not yeah. in a good place right now. And it's some, this is like, there's something wrong here. Yeah. Um, but I think what's so interesting about that, that I love, because I think it shows kind of what we see in couples therapy that leads up to infidelity or Mm -hmm. indiscretion is there's a series of things going wrong. So they're trying to get pregnant and it's not working. He lost his job. Right. She is working like all of these crazy hours. Right. Um, On this thing and travel. Yeah. Just not home and right, and so like it's they've they've built the show does a really great job. They've built up all of these things are happening, and it's not just like you know she kisses someone else or allows herself to be kissed by somebody else or he just goes on this walk. Like all of this stuff is happening, and it's undermining their relationship. Yes, they're not spending as much time together. They're not talking to each other as much. They don't feel as connected to each other as they usually do. And so when these opportunities, quote unquote, happen, they're vulnerable to it. Yes. And they do such a nice job. And I think part of what I also love just across the whole series is this is a couple where it's like they're shown really having lives that are very intertwined, Mm -hmm. really talking about their days and like 
how easy it is to, over the course of life, have a series of things that undermine that level of connection. Right. And that it requires intentionality to stay that intertwined with each other. Because it really is at a place where it's like, it's like they're basically moving in two separate circles and living two different lives. And which is what contributes to making you so vulnerable to, because other people see you, right? Like, and I think that that's the other, like the world around you still happens. Like infidelity and like those, they, the reason it doesn't happen is because, um, it's not because other people are not interested, stop being interested in, in your partner as like, they are still an attractive and interesting person out right. in the world. Exactly. It's that. They're meeting those people all the time. They're all those, those people all the time. Exactly. And there's sort of like this moment and it's, oh, this totally reminds me. So I cannot remember at least a season before, maybe there's an episode where they're out and they meet another couple. And they love this other couple and they want to hang out with them. And then they realize that the other couple is in fact, they're a couple who are cheating on their spouses. Oh, and it's been a long time. And so, and so like that happens and there's that episode. And I think also when they're um, Fran and. Oh gosh. Don't mark his name. Yes. When they split up. It really, and there's like a period of time where Paul keeps going. Well, that'll never happen to us. That'll never happen to us. And she like, and they fight about it. And she's like, and finally he's sort of like, fine. Of course it could happen to us. He's like, I don't want to have to think about it. And she's like, I need you to acknowledge that that could be us. Mm -hmm. And then you can tell me all the other sweet things of like, I love you, and I would never do that to you. And blah blah. She's like, but I need to to know. We have to acknowledge the fear and the reality that we are not. magically immune to that. And so like, that's sort of like this sweet foreshadowing of that. Yeah. Of course you're not because uh, all the things that you just said were going on for them. Right. Like, right. It's, it's slowly kind of undermining. I also think they, that when Paul is telling his cousin Ira about how they're not in a good place and his cousin's really surprised and all of that, like how much they, they in their circle are the couple that everybody leans on. Yes. They're the couple that everybody sort of expects to be solid, expects to be stable. And in some ways there isn't a lot of space for either of them to talk with other people about like, I'm really scared about what's happening in my marriage or, and I think, frankly, I think we all need that to some degree. Yes. Like, I, like yeah. I, you know, we talked before about keeping things in the marriage and I do think I do think that's important, but I also think a a very close friend or maybe a very close family member, not parents, because they're not good about this. Not parents. Not parents. Yeah. It's just never should be parents. I almost, oh, like there's almost always a caveat when you say so, like when we give that kind, but there is no caveat there. No. Not parents. Not parents. Not your parents. Not either of your parents. Other parents. Other people's parents. Sure. Parents. Yeah. Yeah. Not your own. own. Um, Who you can say like this is happening in my marriage and I'm really scared Yeah, and I don't know what to do. And even if that person is not going to sort of give advice just to have a space to be able to say that. Yeah. Because while you do need to say that to your partner, there's also something about just having that heard by somebody who has no, yeah. 
they don't have a stake in it or their stake in it isn't the same right. as yours. Obviously. Yes, exactly. And they don't really, because they're the couple that everybody leans on and they're the couple that expect that everybody yeah. expects to be good. Right. There are ways in which they don't. They don't that. get that same. Yeah. Also, they're so hyper-functional and some other pieces of this puzzle are less functional. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They are. Yeah. That is part of it too. I just think that they, yeah. And I guess, you know, yeah, it's all, it's good writing. It's good. It's just, yeah, it's just the best. I mean, we literally could just sit here and just fawn over it. I think, I think like, we really could. Oh, it's so good. If you've not seen it, YouTube, I don't know, go on yeah. Amazon, buy the box set of DVDs. If you have a DVD player, or you can get it on. Well, you can get it on Amazon prime too, but not, it's weird. Yeah. Not, a, not, a, not all of it. Yeah. It's a very weird. The way yeah. So this it. is also, a plug for can we please get all the seasons available? I know, right? like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, like somebody. Yeah. Can we get this happening? This exactly. is excellent TV. Also, there's just little like fun moments in the show that are just like, and we haven't really captured that like fun moments, married moments. Like there's a there's a part where Paul is like hanging out on the floor and the apartment's a mess. Yeah, and he hears Jamie like coming up the stairs. Yeah, like coming at the door. He runs around the room, like straightening up the room. It's like what married person hasn't done that? Totally, (laughs) totally does that. Yes, and there were like definitely some episodes where I'm like, oh, like I don't know. I find the like mild neuroses kind of funny. Like you know where you know she'll be like, oh, how do I look? And he'll be like, fine. You know, and like in a yeah. normal tone. Right. And she completely changes her off. He's like, what are you doing? She's <laughs> like, well, you said I look fine. He's like, you know, and there's like one really cute episode where he's just like, oh my, like he literally grabs her by the face. Like, you look beautiful. You look great. Go have a good day. Yeah. So I think there's enough. And I want to caveat this to say there's enough safety and security in the relationship and like recognition of who each other are who each person yeah. is as a person that there there is room for like mild flirtation with other people that is just funny yes so there's an episode where jamie's having a procedure done by a hot doctor yeah, I remember. <laughs> yes she is like it's a minor procedure but she's like it she's trying to find something she could wear on the operating table, which would never be even allowed. Although she ends up getting it allowed. But yeah. it's like she ends up wearing like this black, like, like a uh, silk nighty yeah. deal that she has like spent time picking out because the hot doctor is going to see, gonna her. see her. And like, she talks to Paul about it. Like she, she right. talks about the flirtation or she talks about like the yes. attraction and like, he's just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Like he's not threatened by it. He's not. Right. And, He's not threatened by it because there is enough safety and security yes. overall in their relationship and who they are as people. It's not just like magically you could do that. It could be okay. Right. No, there's like a whole foundation right. to your relationship that makes that kind of thing acceptable. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that that's really important. I think they also, there's a nice job of how they extend the extension of like love for your partner extending to like love of their people. Yeah. Cause yeah, like her sister's crazy. Oh yeah. And like a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and just her kind sister of could be on Bob's Burgers. If her sister an animated character. If they animated she her sister, she could totally be a Burger universe. Yes. <laughs> she is. Yes. 
she is basically a cooler version of Linda's sister on Bob's Burgers. She's basically, oh, really? yeah, she's like a cool Gail. Oh. Gail is a cat lady. Oh, okay. But otherwise, basically the same. Basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, and over again, it's what I also like is like over the seasons, you see that sort of grow where it's like, you yeah, clearly he's irritated by her, but there's also like a level of patience that is like you're her sister. Yeah. And that over time that also grows to a place of like, of, you know, just sort of like love and, and care for her by extension. And I think that that's. You're my person's person. So yeah. Oh, so in it. right. In this it is, you. I got to figure this out because what else is there? Right. Exactly. Which I think is really nice. Yeah. These yeah. are good. These are great. This is the best. It is. is the best couple. It's the best couple ever. And um, if you disagree, fight You're us. wrong. <laughs> I got rarely say that. But as a therapist, but but today case, we're gonna say you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're I mean, you can make if your you argument better. Send it to us. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll discuss it. We'll we yeah. will more we'll or less objectively it it. analyze it. And you'll be wrong. You'll still be wrong unless but, it's something we've never seen before that's like totally obscure and right. But how could they be Paul and Jamie? Like, how's that? I don't really know. I don't think I don't, that's like, possible. I actually don't think that's possible. I think it's a lie. Basically. It's basically a lie. <laughs> so get out there and watch Mad About You. Yes. Tell us what you think. And we will accept submissions of your like second or let's say fourth and lower favorite yeah. TV couples. Because we've already given you the top three. Right. But we will we will entertain all of your suggestions <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yeah. So watch watch Mad About You for sure. Yes. Watch Scandal if you dare. Yes. 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 And then watch Bob's Burgers because it's just fun. Because it's just fun and funny. It's just like a good, yeah. like, let's just. When you're, fun. when you have had a long day, like you watch Bob's Burgers. Yeah. No. Also when there's a new episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, like, I think is the only of the three shows that still has new episodes. Yeah. So you're welcome. That shows you, I mean, we've kind of covered like. Like timeline, we've gone from the '90s to. I mean, Scandal's not on anymore. It's been off for yeah two years, I think. Sure, like that. That sounds about right. Um, but started. I don't know. Scandal started like nine years ago, ten years ago. Yeah. And then Bob's Burgers. I don't know how long it's been on. Um, I'm about the same amount. Well, it's been about the same number of seasons because I think this is yes. like season nine right now. So, but it is still on, and they are still making new episodes, so you can get in on the action early yeah and it's the well i was gonna say it's the most lighthearted, but actually mad about you overall even though we talked about like the yeah. very serious episodes overall it's a very lighthearted. it is a very lighthearted. i i will say mad about you makes you want to be married yeah. yeah it is it is mostly the sweet moments of marriage mm-hmm. depicted in a very realistic way yeah yeah it's yeah, pretty good. It's uh, it sells you on this marriage thing. I it really does. And you know, I was obsessed with that show too when I was probably far too young to be obsessed. So with was that I. Show. It's so weird. <laughs> yes, we're such weirdos. We are such weirdos. And I will, I will go ahead and just put out there that it is also my new, like, criteria. Yeah, it's like it is core dating criteria. Yeah, like. If, if you, you don't like mad about you, if you don't like mad about you, if you don't think trash. that's an excellent couple, then you're <laughs> yeah, basically you're trash and lose my number. <laughs> In our you've been opinion. blocked and deleted. <laughs> <laughs>
no one's trash except no one's... people who don't like that about you. And right. They might actually be trash. Okay. My therapist self wants to say, you're not trash as a person. Everybody is trash. But your television taste is trash. Yeah. Everybody does have value. Everyone does have value in words. But also. But also, like, get your TV watching. Get your life together. Yeah. Get your life together. Get your life together. (laughs) We also do therapy, just so you know. Yeah. (laughs) This is, I am also going to say, this is our new, this is going to be our 2019 theme. What? Get your life together. Yeah, because realistically, (laughs) this episode will probably be the first episode of 2019. I'm going to work on getting a new catchphrase, not I'm so excited. <laughs> and our theme for the rest of 2019 oh, episodes no. is my boss is declaring things. Get your this. life together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all need it after 2018 because my God, it's been a year. It has been a year. All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Yes. <laughs> So, what'd you think of today's episode? If you're listening in the Anchor.fm app, hit the button up at the top and leave us a message. You can also send us messages on Instagram or Twitter at EstherBMFT and at Ian Flats. You can send us your therapist problems, suggestions for read, listen, watch, or ideas for upcoming episodes. And with that being said, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, Anchor.fm. Catch you in the next episode.